if you are just willing to face your greatest fears and move forward, like you can do anything, right? So just be willing to get super uncomfortable, face the fear, and you can accomplish something special. So if you want to do something great, you're probably going to have to do something that's really scary. Welcome everyone to Do Well and Do Good. You're here because you have the desire to create financial freedom, but you also want to make a powerful, positive impact on the world. This podcast exists to tell the inspiring stories of men and women who have achieved both, people who do well and do good. I'm your host, Dorothy Ilson, and I'm here to help you discover proof that individuals have the ability to make a massive impact. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 64. And if you are listening to this on the day it airs, then that means it is April 1st and the vote is going on now inside of our Facebook group for the Do Well and Do Good Challenge. That means that we have a poll going where you can make your voice heard on which of the nonprofits nominated by my guests in March that we'll be making a donation to on behalf of the podcast. So head over to dowellanddogood.co backslash Facebook to participate in that. Today's guest is none other than Adam Force. Adam is an activist and entrepreneur who worked for 10 years at WebMD as director of strategic marketing before starting Change Creator, a non-traditional media and education platform for conscious entrepreneurs. Change Creator is a podcast. It's an app. It's a course. It's a mentorship program. It really takes social entrepreneurship to the next level, helping people to build impact businesses. They've done over 100 expert interviews from the top minds around the world and reach more than 150 countries. In my conversation with Adam, he talks about his mindset growing up as a child and how it served him. He talks about getting fired from his first job and how he moved forward from that. And of course, we go deep into why social entrepreneurship is so important in today's world and how to really achieve all of the things that you're wanting in life, including impact. So with that, here's my conversation with Adam Force. Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm thrilled to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So set the stage for us. Tell me, what was life like for you growing up and what mindset around success and money was instilled in you when you were young? You know, it has been said that money is the root of all evil, but in our family, that was not the mindset, right? So for us, it was money is a tool for access to do things in your life that you might enjoy. So I was always taught, hey, if you want to go to Italy and you want to go to Spain and you want to have these experiences in your life, then you need to have the money to do that. So I was pushed in a sense of, you know, there is value in having financial uh, abundance. And I was also taught to be a little bit of a financial preservationist. <laughs> so, you know, I, I have learned to really watch every dollar, track it, you know, every month, know what, what, what's going where and make sure that I'm always optimizing my net worth. So I have an eye on my net worth like at all times. Like I know what it is and I know what's contributing to it and what's not. So those are really important things that I've learned uh, around money. And I think what it has done for me now, it has helped me, I guess, all those qualities have been important in the sense of being successful because if you don't watch your money when you're running a business, you go out of business pretty fast, <laughs> right? 
because you got to know what's working, what's not. So tracking all that, that has come in handy. Also, even before I started any of my businesses, I was uh, really good about looking at where I can make money, whether I'm saving from rent on an apartment. I'll tell you a quick example is being in Philadelphia for six years with me and my wife. And there was a point where we were just in very much in saving mode, right? You know, we wanted to do some things. We had some ambitions, but we were saving. So we moved from a two-bedroom, you know, apartment up on like a high floor that had a great river view and all this stuff to a one-bedroom with a balcony that had a billboard outside. And, you know, we saved 500 bucks a month. And over the last three years that we were there, the plan was that's 18 grand back in our pocket. So when we get out of there, that goes towards like my business or whatever else we wanted to do. So those things were really important to me and how, how that has helped me stay organized and uh, efficient with my finances. Yeah. I mean, I definitely go thank your parents after this for, for instilling that in you because I think that it does give you a head start. I mean, so many of us do have to overcome these limiting beliefs around money. Money's the root of all evil. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, all of these things that are told to us as kids that really get ingrained in our subconscious and cause problems for us later on. And, you know, I also love what you said about just knowing what's happening with your money all the time. You know, I know for me, you know, a big problem that I had, especially in the beginning stages of my advertising agency, was that I kind of just buried my head in the sand. It was easier to not know <laughs> what was going on than it was to, you know, actually face it and, and deal with it. And I saw the impact of that in my profits. And, it was only once I changed that around that I actually started to create the you know fi- financial impact in my own life that I you know wanted my business to have. Hundred percent. I mean, this is the financial blueprint. You know, we hear the stories about the person that wins the lottery, but then they lose it all. It's because you know they don't have a mindset for keeping that money. You mentioned the word limiting beliefs. I mean, these beliefs are hard to shake if you have flawed beliefs, right? And then. You will, even if you get money, you find a way to get rid of it and your, your, fi- your like financial thermometer will just stay at a certain level because that's what you're tuned in to be, right? So you have to figure out how to actually think beyond that. And that does come down to mindset and how you actually think about money and how you behave with money. Adam, get tactical for me for a second. You know, any practical tips on how someone can implement a better budget, you know, better know what's going on. Any, any tips that have been useful for you? Yeah, that's super easy. So I'll just share what I do. And I've shared this, you know, before, which is um, every month I have a, a sheet that I made. I don't use like software or anything like that. It's things that I want to track and that I want to know. So you have your monthly reoccurring uh, revenues, right? You're going to have your income. Let's just say income monthly that you expect. Uh, and that's reliable. And then you track all your bank accounts, whatever it might be. I then have all my credits and my uh, debits that are coming in. So you might have your, if you have an old 401k, you have mutual funds, any of those investments, you know, we do socially responsible investments with mutual funds. Um, And then we have some other sources, obviously my businesses and everything else. So then I have a chart that says, here's the previous month, here's the current month. And I have all those numbers so I could see which channels of uh, revenue are actually feeding the engine and which ones might be going in the red and hurting us. But this way, through diversity, we keep climbing forward, right? So we keep building on things. We're not relying on one revenue stream. Uh, So that's what I look at. I look at the credits, the debits, the monthly income, our monthly recurring expenses, and always track the previous and the current so you can see how things are shifting every month. 
and where you might want to have an eye on something or you might want to get rid of something, right? Exactly. That is so, so important. And it'll help you identify you know, where are those places that you can make a change, like save $500 a month on an apartment and, and really project out what that's going to mean for you in a year. So love that. Well, Adam, I want to shift into what you created with Change Creator, you know, but this was a long evolution for you, right? You, know, you didn't always know that social entrepreneurship was you know, what you wanted to be all about. So take us back to before Change Creator, you know, what did your first few jobs out of college look like? Yes. So, you know, I was on the track that so many people are, go to school and, you know, you're learning how to get a job, right? Which is not a bad thing, but most of us go through not knowing really what that purpose or passion is. We know that we will have expenses and bills and we know that we have to get a job to pay for them. So you get to a point where it's whatever I can get, I'll take it and you move forward with that. And maybe that's what you have to do sometimes. And my first job, you know, I got a connection through a friend's family, you know, whatever. And it was in Jersey City and I was driving, you know, an hour and change to work every day to do medical education, like, you know, the stuff I had no, I I could care less, right? And so within six months, I was fired (laughs) from that job. So uh, my caring, I guess, really reflected there. Right. (laughs) So it was funny too, because when they're like, Adam, you know, we really love you, man, but we gotta let you go. Like (laughs) I was screwing up everything because I didn't care. I wasn't, I wasn't putting it in, you know, my attention and stuff. Where as soon as they told me that, I was like, wow, actually I'm relieved. See ya. <laughs> you know. So I did two more jobs after that. I started job like uh, hopping because I was trying to get higher salary. So for me, it was just about getting as much money as I can, saving, saving, saving. So you, know, you get a job at like 50,000, then you can jump to 80 and then 100. And finally, after three jobs, I was going like year by year, basically job to job to job. Then I landed at WebMD and I would stay there for 10 years because that was a well-established company I moved to New York City. I was walking to work. I made good money and I had a very good uh, path for growth. So to me, it was good people, good location, good company. And that's, that's kind of where I landed there. You know, I'm curious, this experience of getting fired from your first job, you know, it sounds like you had a really, a really solid mindset around that. You know, it didn't really shake your confidence too much. You know, I know for so many people, something like that, even if it is a job you, you know, don't give a shit about, it's hard to not let that impact you and, and the way that you move forward. So what is it about you or your personality that allowed you to just shake that off and keep going? I guess there's things I learned when I was younger, which would be a whole other story when I was a young wrestler. But I did learn to be confident from experiences that I've had, right? I've been really kicked down. And I've learned that that's okay. I know that as long as I put my effort towards something that I'll move forward. So if I lost that job, I didn't care because I know I can go get another job. Like I'm not worried about it. I might have to work really hard to get that other job, but I know I'll just keep putting time in, time in, picking up the phone, knocking on doors until I just get something. It's a numbers game in some sense. And then also a creativity game. Like how are you positioning yourself? How are you talking about you know, yourself and selling? You are a salesman, right? So we're all salesmen and saleswomen. Uh, whether you're convincing someone to go see a movie or you're trying to get them to buy a product, you're selling them on an idea. So to me, it was just, I know I can hustle. I know I can sell myself. And so it didn't phase me too much. I was like, I'm young. I got plenty of uh, room in front of me. I'm just going to keep going forward. 
you mentioned that uh, your experience wrestling played a part in that. Is there another story there? <laughs> yeah, so I'll tell you really quick um, in a nutshell. Um, and I actually wrote an article about this on Influenza because I just had to get it out, right? It taught me something special. So I was at this wrestling tournament. I was young. I was like, you know, I was seventh grade or something, like young, you know? I was, I was going to be in the finals, right? I was like, yeah, I'm in the finals. The guy I had to wrestle, the kid I had to wrestle in that match, I was watching him in his semifinals. And he threw this kid and broke his collarbone. And I was like, damn. I was like, wow, this kid's like rough, man. Like he was really good, but also like mean, like rough, right? And so I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Super nervous. I'm a young kid, you know? And I got to go now and do this. So I went out there and within one minute, he threw me on my back and he pinned me. I was done. I was like, oh my God, I just got my ass kicked, man. <laughs> and for what? After it was done, I was like, what the hell? Like, I don't even, I didn't even, I don't, that's not even me. Like, I'm good, <laughs> you know? And so here's the kicker. The next day, we had a team versus team match with the same team. So not only, so that was a tournament. So the next day I had to go wrestle the same person again. No so of course, I'm like shaking in my boots all night. You get all kinds of thoughts you have to manage. But I went there the next day and I literally from that night before to the next day was saying like some kind of mantra and I forget. It's like, I'm trying to remind myself like you're, you're, you can do this. You know, you're successful. Like blah, 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 all of this stuff. And just really trying to get my head in a good space and remind myself. So we do the national anthem. We're sitting there looking eye to eye across the wrestling mat. I'm like, you know, really nervous. Finally, we went out there and it was probably one of the best wrestling matches of my life. And I won by points, like it was like 14 to 12. So it was just like a really active thing. But I took that win and I, was re I realized that, wow, like if you are just willing to face your greatest fears and move forward, like you can do anything, right? So just be willing to get super uncomfortable, face the fear and you can accomplish something special. So if you want to do something great, you're probably going to have to do something that's really scary. I absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I think it's sports teach us such incredible lessons. And it's really about the ability to look back on those experiences and figure out, you know, what was the teaching moment there. So thank you for sharing that. Adam, you spent 10 years at WebMD, right? What was it that prompted this massive change for you to go start Change Creator Magazine? So activists at heart. You know, honestly, I sat, I went on a vacation to Costa Rica because we were getting a little bit burnt out, right? And my wife and I were hustling hard every day. We're doing city life. I was traveling from Philly to New York every day. Like, it's a lot. It was four hours of travel. So finally, I was like, we need to get away and really go somewhere remote. We went to Costa Rica. We found this incredible remote little villa. And it was just us out there on the beach. And I just had that moment where I thought to myself, like, wow. Like, why am I back there in the real world doing what I'm doing? Like, I, I started questioning this, right? And I'm like, look at this beautiful world out here, people living in peace. It was really nice. And I was like, is that back there, back where I live, is that what I want to be doing 10 years from now? And I didn't, of course. I was like, no, no, I don't want to be hustling to become the VP at WebMD. And then the next thing and fighting that fight. And, you know, maybe I have to get another job working for someone else again and go through the interviewing process and all this stuff. And I was like, if I don't change my trajectory now, then I'm going to be stuck there for a long time because I'm building all this experience here. So I just made a decision that this wasn't the version of myself that I was meant to be. I wanted to do something that was more in line with my values that I was excited to wake up for. At the time, I didn't know what that was, but 
the important part was that I decided to make that decision and start pursuing it. So as soon as I started pursuing it, now at least I'm on that path, right? So I didn't just drop WebMD and leave. It was still years of like waking up at 3.30 in the morning and trying to figure out my next gig before I got a 7 a.m. train to New York, right? So I put in the time, I put in the effort, and I straddled both worlds for a few years. So then how was the, the idea behind Change Creator born? Um, I, I tried all these other business ideas, hemp water bottles, media outlets that were a little bit like different, not in based in entrepreneurship, rainforest protection, all these things. I tried all these things. And um, they were not really working well for me. They didn't feel right. But I was interested in all these different categories, but they didn't feel right. So the only way I can learn if it was right is if I just started doing something. Because I faced like being paralyzed for a while because I didn't know what direction to go. And if you do that, you could just sit there and do nothing. So at some point, you just have to say, all right, well, let me just take the bull by the horns and take this path. Sooner or later, you're going to find out, is this for me or not? And then I decided, well, let me lean into what I really want to do and what I believe is important, which was reshaping the way we do business because it has such a powerful impact on the world. And I think that the collective of you know, entrepreneurs, if we can change how they think about business and the decisions they make around their businesses, then collectively we can have more impact using my skills from WebMD, publishing, media, digital marketing. This made more sense. I was able to wrap my head around it. It felt right. I did a lot of investigating, exploring names, all these ideas and stuff. And after a while, I just said, this is it, man. This is me. This, this brand is me. And the way that it's evolved is just amazing. I mean, starting as, as a magazine and then growing into everything it is now, including a podcast, by the way. So as soon as you're done listening to this episode, everyone go over and check out Adam's podcast. You know, it really is so impactful. And I know if you're listening to this show, you are by nature the perfect audience for Adam's show as well. So Adam, why is social entrepreneurship so important in today's world? Well, because I think the role of business in the world is changing, right? So there is a duty and we're going, we're, we're leaving this idea of the competitive like business versus the impact business, right? So when you're a competitive driven business, you are focused on adapting to market changes, you know, what your competitors are doing and the idea of more. That means whatever I need to do to get more profit to produce more, to sell more, right? So it's all about more. And what happens is that leads to a culture of the business. And that culture will make people decide to take shortcuts. And a great example is Volkswagen in 2015 when they had that big scandal. Um, I won't get into the whole story, but they basically conned the Clean Air Act and in the labs to pass certain tests, but they sold cars that did not do what they said they were going to do as far as emissions go. They were actually 40 times above the emissions uh, legal regulation. They did that because it was going to be too costly to do it the right way. So they made a decision based on more. Now we have the impact business space, which is a transition. This is happening, right? And we all see it right now. Things are changing. More people are leading businesses with their heart. But when you are based on an identity and you're based on your founder's story, right? This is what I stand for. These are my values. This breeds a different culture of business that we need today. So while money might make people make bad decisions, if you can lead from your heart, right, your values, who you are, what you stand for, 
it will help guide you to make smarter decisions and think about more than the short term. You'll think about the long-term sustainability and the actual long-term cost of your business decisions. What does it not just do for my business? What does it do to the people, the environment, and everything around us, right, collectively? So this is really important because I think we're all aware, you know, there's a lot of problems that we're facing that we're not solving fast enough. So I think the more we can shift this culture of business, the more impact we can have together. Do you believe that doing good has to come at the expense of achieving individual financial freedom? No, I mean, there might be some sacrifices because what might happen is you might find a decision in your business to say, ooh, I can do this and make 10 times more than if I go the other direction. But the other direction might be more in line with my values. So you make that decision and you go in that direction because it's, it's still good for your business, but it's good on a holistic scale. So the cost is actually greater on the whole with the first option. That's bad, right? More money for you, but at what cost holistically? And then the other one is, I still make a couple bucks and the cost is zero for community planet. So I can still move my business forward. So I think you'll have to look at those things. And that's where being grounded in your mission, your values and what you stand for is going to help guide those decisions. That's the difference between a business who is actually, you know, socially responsible and not. It is the decisions that we make. So we need something to guide those decisions. I couldn't agree more. And I think there are a couple important things at play with that. First of all, that just like you said, I mean, the whole world is is changing and the way that we do business is changing and the way that consumers are aware of these practices is also fundamentally changing. And I think that we're reaching a time and it's only going to get more and more true that consumers care deeply about how products are being made, how people are being impacted in the supply chain. You know, is this business a net positive for the world or is it only a net positive for you know, its, its owner's bank accounts? And I think that understanding that it's possible to have both, it's possible to create a highly profitable business that is also making a positive impact for people in the world is, is critical. And the other half of, of what you said, I think, is the fact that wealth, to me at least, and I'm sure you would agree, is not only financial, right? There are many different kinds of wealth, whether it be, uh, you know, if, if we're wealthy financially, but we're not wealthy in terms of our health, in terms of our relationship, in terms of, you know, the way that we feel about ourselves at the end of the day, then what do you really have? Money is, is only a tool, just like you said, but I do believe that it is possible to have it all when it comes to, to this idea of businesses that do good. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, you can look at all kinds of celebrities and people who have everything, but, you know, they're going to tell you over and over again that money just isn't the only factor that contributes. You could still be depressed no matter how rich you are. So there are things in life such as relationships. There was like a 70 or 75 year study on happiness and they found the number one common denominator that really was the most significant factor in happiness is relationships. So if you don't have someone to share experiences with, where's the satisfaction in what you're doing? So yeah, it makes sense, right? Exactly. So Adam, 
Tell us, you know, what does Change Creator look like today? What are all the pieces of this brand? You know, what do you do in, in the world? We're helping entrepreneurs grow their impact businesses, right? So we want them to change the status quo. I'm not even saying to challenge it. Like, let's change status quo. We all know status quo is not working. And this means that you are not just talking about problems. You're actually living a life that solves problems. And I look at the idea of like work and then you have your life at home, but we have to merge those. My work is my life. I wake up. This is what I do. I live to make sure that business goes in the right direction. And for any entrepreneur that is an activist or someone who has a business and they want to have more meaning and impact, we are the resource to help them do that. So that is what it's all about. This is why we interview a range of people. So we've interviewed people like Richard Branson. We've interviewed Seth Godin, but also Russell Brunson, you know, like people who have very special skills in special areas because no matter what, if you're an impact entrepreneur or the, you know, the traditional, you know, economic entrepreneur, you still have to do marketing. So, you know, we, we need to talk to a variety of people. And so, you know, the podcast has been our avenue to bring those insights to people. The magazine is another avenue because it has super easy access. You know, the idea of doing it as an app was, well, it's low barrier access. Anybody can get it. Anybody can read it anytime, anywhere, on any device. So it's mentorship really made accessible. And that was the goal with that. Uh, the podcast is just another way to hear. I think that people like to learn in different ways. So we want it to be very versatile in how we offer content. And so now we also have you know, a deeper level of education, which is focused on a very important part of anybody's business. And that is how to really communicate and tell your story. And that is through our signature course called Captivate. So that is something that we've been, uh, we actually are just, we did a beta at the end of 2018. And we just did um, a couple live sessions now. And now we're going to be launching the full program March 1st. Those are three major areas, but we also do B2B support, meaning we help other social enterprises get their story out there so they can connect with not just the audience, but the right audience. So that's a really important word for us is we're not looking to go broad and shallow, right? We're looking to go deep and narrow and really get the right people. And that's where that founder story, the values and all those things come into play. So the entire network of our resources is focused on bringing this mentorship at different levels and different access points. I just love that. I mean, you're meeting people where they are, right? You know, from the very first introduction to your brand, whether you prefer to consume content through audio, listening to your podcast, or if you want to download the app and, and read on your phone. And then, you know, as you move through these stages of actually growing an impact business, you know, Change Creator, your brand is there for them every step of the way through the course, through your coaching and mentorship. So it really is such a, a holistic brand that is helping these people along every step of that process, which I absolutely love. Thanks. Appreciate it. Adam, thank you, first of all, for everything that you've shared with us today. I mean, I know that I am so inspired, you know, not only by what you're doing today, but also just by the, the whole mindset that you've illustrated throughout your career and the way that that has led you down this path. So I do thank you for sharing that. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. So I'd like to move into what I call the impact round. I'm going to ask you a series of short questions, and I'd love for you to just respond with the first answer that pops into your head. You ready? Okay. All right, let's do it. 
Adam, who has been the most impactful person in your journey to do well and achieve financial success? I'll say that the most impactful are my family. So mother, father, my wife, my sister, the, the immediate family. They inspire me to do well. And I would also throw out there, it's my, my yet-to-be-born child because I'm building a better future for the next generations to come. Uh, so very inspired about protecting what we have and making it work for the future. Love it. Now, Adam, who's been the most impactful person in feeding your drive to do good and make an impact? Would that be the same answer or something different? It's a little bit of the same. Yeah. So I, I think it is because, you know, this is what we're all about, right? It is about these may not be results that I get to enjoy today, but my kids and their kids, it is results that we want them to enjoy. So we can change the culture now. We're going to breed a better world for later. So that is what drives me. I mean, that is what it's all about to me. And just all the negative news drives me nuts. So, and I'm not one to sit around and watch. So You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> when you're having a bad day, what do you do to get yourself out of the funk? Do you have any sort of regular personal development practices? I read, I meditate, and I run. Those are the three big ones for me. Reading is great. Like if I'm just like not in the right place, it's not working, I'm feeling strained, reading comes in handy. The meditation uh, grounds you and then the running is just like getting that dopamine going. Adam, what book do you find yourself recommending to people most often? It's always T. Harbecker's book, uh, The The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Amazing. Could you give just a brief overview for anyone who hasn't read that book, what they can expect from it? It is not just about money, guys. What What makes it so fascinating is that it is about your blueprint for money. This is what he teaches. This is what he knows. And it helps you understand why you make as much money you make today and what you need to do to make adjustments so that you can receive more. And it gives you those types of ideas and steps. What is the best piece of advice related to happiness that you'd give our listeners? My best advice is to not be afraid to explore and look for what you're passionate about, right? Like what matters to you and then start figuring out how to make that your whole life purpose. Live that passion. And I think, you know, as Tony Robbins told us in our interview, the most important part of it is play for something bigger than yourself. You'll find fulfillment. I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, one thing that Tony talks about a lot is that as humans, we really do all have this fundamental need for contribution. And that is really the instinct in people that, you know, you are bringing out through Change Creator. Now, before we wrap up the show, as you know, we have what I like to call the do well and do good challenge. This is where I encourage our listeners who want to give back to contribute to the nonprofits that are nominated by my guests. Could you tell me what organization you're nominating and why it's so meaningful to you? I think I would nominate water.org because I think that water is like the next oil. Like it's so important and it's such a necessity of life. That would be a group that I go after. And, you know, there's so many, it's hard to really choose, right? Where, where, where do you really invest? But I think that is a fundamental that is essential. Well, we will link to water.org in the show notes and give you all of the information there. Now, lastly, Adam, before we say goodbye, where can our listeners go to learn more about you, about Change Creator, and to follow all this incredible stuff that you're doing? Super simple, just changecreator.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. You're welcome. Thank you. 
All right, everyone, that's our show. Now, before I sign off, I want to introduce any new listeners to how the Do Well and Do Good Challenge works. There are two ways that you can participate. The first is if you are looking to do more to give back, I encourage you to contribute to any of the nonprofits nominated by my guests. Send a screenshot of your receipt to challenge at dowellanddogood.co and your donation will be included in our monthly tally of the tangible impact this podcast is having. The second way you can participate is absolutely free and that's by voting. See, in the first couple days of each month, we host a vote inside of our free Facebook community to determine which of the nonprofits nominated the month before that I will then donate a portion of my advertising agency's profits to. It's an awesome way to make your voice heard, and we've been able to raise money for some incredible organizations doing good in the world. So if you'd like to be a part of it, then head over to dowellanddogood.co backslash Facebook, where you'll find a link to join the group. Once you're inside, I'm also sharing tips, ideas, resources, and more to help you both increase your income and your impact. We're having so much fun inside there. So head over again to dowellanddogood.co backslash Facebook, and I'll see you on the inside. It means the world to me to earn your time. So thank you so much for listening.